yes, 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 people, we are back. Yes, 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 yes. Now, it hasn't been a regular thing with this one, right? Just because my computers have been fucked, right? My main, my computer died in July, and it's just been trying to get things popping to to utilize something to be able to put shit out and as echo chamber it was usually the less writing out of everything this is a lot of cut and pasting film information that was the most easiest one to put out you know what i mean but yeah, you know what I mean. I, I'm starting to try and put, you know, this and chin check. That's going to be coming back soon, maybe this week. I, it depends. It depends. But yeah, so there's been just a lot of shit, and it's the late stuff. But yeah, we are back, people. And um, yo, out of all the things like popping off in the news, right? Now, there's the, the whole Alec Baldwin gun thing, right? Which, you know, I it, it's one of them stories where I was just a bit like, ah, you know. Yeah, I think if you hear it exactly when it happens, boom. But it's a bit played out now. But, but the one thing I thought was kind of crazy was the fact, right, that, um, yeah, he shared a post, <laughs> shared a post from, um, oh, his costume designer, right? Therese, uh, Magpala Davis, who, uh, yeah, what did she say? The, the story being spun of us being overworked and surrounded by unsafe, chaotic, conditions was untrue so he posts her the thing that she wrote and he's like read this <laughs> like this right this just sets the record straight you read a a message from one of his employees <laughs> you know what i mean like she works for him you know what i mean and also, if the film was to get shut down, no one's getting paid. So I, I think no one would really just be like, ugh, no, this isn't. No, behind closed circles, you leverage, you know what I mean? Be like, listen, unless you do blah, 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 we're going to just spill the beans and this is, and you've lost money, right? So yeah, him being like, read this, like it's the thing, it's ridiculous. And also, you know, because it's trying to uh, claim that the set was safe. You know what I mean? Well, someone died, so it wasn't that safe. Now, on the flip, that's the only accident that happened. So instead of these stupid <laughs> PR games that everyone's playing just say, yeah, someone died. 
we like something got fucked up. But you know what? This is what we were doing for safety, and this is what we're gonna be doing now. Just do that. Just do that because this other stuff is a little bit ridiculous. Now, if you think that's ridiculous, <laughs> hey, you ain't heard nothing yet because trust me, there's some other crazy shit that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, in about, well, fuck it. Let's get into it now, right? Well, yes. So we said there's more ridiculous shit coming. And you know what? It's here. So there's a, a chain of supermarkets in the UK called Morrison's. They may be in other countries too. I don't know. But yeah, they're in the UK. And they've just got into a whole thing over some chicken. Right? They There's a, a chicken crown they were selling. And the label, right? It's an orange label. At the top, it says butchers. And then we get British chicken. In smaller white, big right, black writing is salt and pepper chicken crown. Underneath in white is roast in the bag. And then in slightly smaller white lettering, it says made from British chicken and non-EU salt and pepper. And it's that last bit that kicked up a storm. Kicked up a storm, right? Which is insane, right? There's dum-dums on Twitter going, oh, you're, you're, you're stoking the, you know what I mean, anti-EU rhetoric, right? That, that's what people think this is. And the idiots at the, the, the packaging company and Morrison's issued an apology. <laughs> you know, saying that um, it, they were going to change the packaging immediately. Now, I think at least the Morrison spokesperson was a bit more, you know, Right, so they said it. it is adhering to packaging regulations rather than making any political point, which if you're not a dum-dum, you would know that, right? Like a whole heap of different regulations come through about having to state where things are procured, you know, because people back, you know, I was going to say back in the day, but boy, just a, a decade ago, probably even less. I forget when it actually happened, but like claiming certain food was certain food, right? There was a whole thing with seafood, you know, and, and claiming um, like scampi was one type of fish, but, you know, often it's another type of fish, you know, crab. Right, there's these crab sticks that there was a place that was selling, 
And then it turned out that it wasn't really crab. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because these crabs, they don't look like anything. They're just these weird, I think, pink and whitish kind of looking things. Right? And so all of this and then, you know, it's calories and sugar counts. And there's all of these things labels now have to have. Right? And so, yeah, where the meat, where the, where the meat, fish, whatever it is, is procured, you have to state that. So saying it's non-EU is part of that deal, saying, oh, this wasn't from EU countries, right? We, we got this from <laughs> other parts of the world, right? So, yeah, just all these dumb, dumb like complaining about all of this, which is insane. So yeah, Morrison's also said it would change the packaging and de-emphasize the mention of non-EU salt and pepper, but it would still have to include it somewhere on the wrapping because of packaging laws, which really they should have just come out and said, listen, this is law shut the fuck up because i would love to know how many people actually complained right because it, i doubt it was enough to really warrant anything you know what i mean right if it was i forget how many people are in a fucking country but let's say 20 million if 19 million people complained, then you might go, oh, yeah, you know what? We probably should do this. This is something we probably should take a look at. If it's not, then it's, you know, if it's 50 people, 100 people, fuck you, right? Because really, this... This isn't anything worth complaining about. This is just some bullshit. And there are bigger things happening in the world. So if you're one of the people that complained about some stupid ass label, God damn it, motherfuckers. Go get a life, you weird, weird fuckers. And the crazy can continues people it really does this time we is over in india right so right now the t20 world cup is taking place um i think that stands for test like test match cricket and i'm assuming the 20 might be, it's either the number of countries involved or the number of wickets or innings, something crickety related. I have no clue because I do not watch cricket. Um, but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in India. Um, yeah, like Nafisa Atari. You know, who watched the game 
where India played Pakistan in the opening match. And Pakistan won, won by 10 wickets, right? Which um, supposedly is emphatic. I have no clue, right? I'm assuming a wicket is just when you knock down those stick things, right? Just knock it down once, that's a wicket? Rather than you do it both at, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, Pakistan won. Now, Miss Atari, right? She put in her on her like a WhatsApp because you can add something to like, I don't even fuck her. All I do with WhatsApp is send messages, right? Sometimes I just found out recently. You can make phone calls. You know what I mean? Some people call me through WhatsApp. But, yeah. But there's other shit. You can add, like, um a status. And, you know, I think, you know, like uh, a reel, like on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I think you can do that shit on Twitter, right? You can do that on WhatsApp. Right? There's all these things. I, I have no clue. But, yo, she added to her status. Um, oh, what did she say? Something like, um, we won. Right? Yeah. Jit Gai, we won. And she put it over an image of, like, the Pakistani players. Now, supposedly, this got shared. You know, her, um, because she was a teacher at a school, some parents saw it, they shared it, and then it kind of went viral. She got sacked. She got sacked from her job and then arrested. Arrested. You know what I mean? Right, so supposedly it's under some crazy penal code, right, which criminalizes assertions prejudicial to national integration, which, like, what the fuck, man? How crazy is that? And so she had to issue um, an apology, right, had to issue an apology, which is crazy, <laughs> which is crazy, you know, oh man, but, but yeah, so she's out on bail, but um, yeah, <laughs> like, she still has to, you know, go on charges, right, it, it, it's just, what the hell, and so I just think this really highlights how insane some shit can be, right? Where people complain about shit, you know, how hard it might be because, you know, you gotta wear a mask on a train, which, don't get me wrong, I don't even like that shit, right? And to be honest, I don't even know if it's a bit, because it is so confusing. Like, you go into a place and there's masks and then people aren't wearing masks. And so do I have to wear a mask? Fuck. 
Who knows? But there's these irritations, right? Which, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of us fight against. But then when you hear stuff like this, it's like, yo, at least I ain't living in India. You know what I mean? At least I ain't living in there. <laughs> because frankly, there are plenty of times where I have, you know, cheered against England. Fuck it. Whether it be athletics, football, you know, there's plenty of sports where I'm just like, yo, you know what? I prefer the other team. And I can do what the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, there's a long story. But, um, yeah, essentially, look, I can do what I want. But, on the flip, I pay my taxes. You know what I mean? I don't do anything insane. But I can have whatever opinion I choose to have. But, yeah. In some countries, people, you can't even do that. So, Ink, you know, her husband and son are trying to help her fight this whole situation, you know. But, uh, yeah, who the fuck knows, right? Who the fuck knows what will happen? You know, it, 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 it's weird because maybe, because remember, all the players play for their individual teams. So maybe some players on the Pakistani team play, you know, play for a team that she supports, right? So, you know, and there's none, like, she you know, doesn't like any of the teams the Indian players play on. So it's be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. My favorite player who just happens to be Pakistani, I'm going to support my favorite player, which makes a lot of sense. And you can celebrate that, but still be, ah, it's a shame India didn't get through. Ah, it's a shame. You know what I mean? But you can still be happy for a player that you like. You know? It's insane. It is insane. So, yeah. Lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is uh, very lucky that, yeah, that shit ain't here yet. But, gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Because, hey, with the state shit is going, who the fuck knows, right? Who the fuck? Now, I think this, this one really just highlights how stupid some firms are, right? So it's kind of playing on the whole Netflix Dave Chappelle thing, where these dumb staff when and protests, right, when and protests, which kind of spun from 
those dumb, dumb Spotify staff who were complaining about Joe Rogan's show. You know, that, oh, he has problematic guests. Oh, a, a guest in a, a three-hour interview said something for 30 seconds that they didn't like. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, don't listen to that fucking pod. Like, either just don't listen to the JRE or just skip the episodes with people you don't like. It's fucking simple, right? It's fucking simple. With the Netflix stuff, think of all the films, documentaries, TV series that that platform streams. And you're telling me that there is no problematic stuff on any of those other shows on any of so on any of those other shows you agree with every single thing every single thing that is aired hmm is that what you're telling me because i know that's a lie because because <laughs> Gwyneth paltrow has two fucking documentaries about her pussy candles and how you stick an egg up your cooch right which is ridiculous. So, how the fuck are you protesting something that you don't have to watch? You don't have to eat these ridiculous. And these motherfuckers got paid to be able to do it. Right? Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, a similar thing has now happened at the Old Vic in London, right? Old Vic in London, it's along the South Bank. It's a, uh, no, it's not along the South Bank. It's by, I'm thinking of the uh, the other thing. The, um, what the fuck is that place called? Ugh. Fuck it. Oh man, that's gonna irritate the fuck out. So it's like it's I feel it's got a Shakespeare name. But um ah god damn it. I can't remember. But no, the old Vic is by Waterloo. It's by Waterloo. It's great. I've been there a couple huh, a few times. Huh. Not for a while though. Huh. Boy. Probably need to remedy that at some point. Well, when shit opens, right? But um in 2022, right? they were going to have a production of Into the Woods, which was going to be co-directed by Terry Gilliam, right? Terry Gilliam, you know, from Monty Python fame. But, uh, yeah, it's been pulled. It has been pulled, right? Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, staff... Well, let's say not all the staff, some of the staff were unhappy with previous supposedly controversial remarks he made, which is just, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, yeah, when um, 
you know, you look at some of these remarks that people are kind of irritated about. It's just like, really? I, that's it? That irritates you, right? So he he said, right, so, um, you know, because I looked at the BBC website with this story and, you know, he was he described the Me Too um, situation as a witch hunt, which I feel right when it first started. But as it went on, that's probably when he said it's a witch hunt, which hey, let's be honest. It did get kind of crazy. Now, there were people that deserve to get called out. But then you had people getting in shit for stuff that made no sense, right? There was that fucking poor dude in Canada, right? On, was it, I feel it's on the, the CBC radio network. And I think something happened where, and it was clearly an accident, right? He his arm got hooked in a girl's top or something, and as he tried to pull his arm, it kind of I think it might have ripped her top or lifted it up slightly, you know what I mean? Something like that, right? Or his hand touched her skin, something crazy. And straight after the incident. He sent her an email. I was like, listen, I am so sorry for that. It, I, you know what I mean? I, I was just trying to do this. And it, my hand got caught. She responded, that's okay. It's cool. Right? They were friends. And this happened a while before, like, the whole Me Too thing happened. But then, <laughs> you know what I mean? She then came out and said, oh, this whole, this incident happened and it made me feel really uncomfortable and unsafe at work and blah, blah, blah. I think the dude got fired and all of this, but there was a whole email chain that showed that wasn't a fucking case. Right? They were friends. He apologized straight away. She accepted that apology. You know what I mean? I... Listen, if he'd never apologized, right, or if he joked about it, be like, oh, you liked me touching you up, didn't you? You know what I mean? If he, that, then yeah, I could understand you being pissed. But, like, even that's a bit, like, listen, if he joked about it or, you know what I mean, then yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick. But if you know it was clearly an accident, it was clearly an accident, which he definitely knew from the email chain. Then what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? So there was incidents like that. Like the whole um Jesus Christ. It's in Masters of Nut on Netflix. I I yeah, mine's gone blank, son. Eyes gone blank. Um, but he had that whole date thing, right? There was that whole date story, 
and that girl tried to, you know, do the same, like, me to him. And with that, everyone was just a bit like, nah, that's just a bad day, kid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But there were people trying to weaponize it, right? Trying to use it to get something, which is so fucking fucked up because you are undermining it for the shit that really happened, right? For the, you know, Weinsteins and the Epstein, like just these situations, you're fucking shit up, right? These crying wolf bullshit situations. So that witch hunt, right, saying these, like, yeah, there were many decent people who were getting hammered. You can't deny that being a fact. You can, you could, you know, you might be like, I don't, I, I still think that that's a bit, but you can't deny it's a fact. You know what I mean? Something that happened. It's something that did happen, right? Now, he also said last year, right, he was tired of white men being blamed for everything wrong with the world, right? Which, yeah, it is a bit ridiculous. It's a bit ridiculous, right? People having these blanket statements that, oh, this is this and this is that, stump, because we all know there are plenty of <laughs> white dudes, white people that have been decent. So, like, if we are talking about slave owners, if we are talking about, you know, people that have done wrong, we have to talk about them in isolation. You know, you can't just be like, this is everyone, because it is not everyone, right? It is not everyone. And it is ludicrous for us to try and claim otherwise. You know what I mean? It, it just, it is dumb. It is lazy. It makes no sense whatsoever. So I think that is just, right? And I think he defended Dave Chappelle's special right, so they think he hates trans people, right, and I'm just like, look, all of those things, if he, if he wants to take those stands, right, if he wants to make the, fine, but why should that stop him from co-directing a show? Now, here's the other crazy thing, right, because what I noticed, when comedians, right, this is, I feel this is a good example, when certain comedians were getting called out, it was usually by people who had nothing, right, other comedians that had, because sometimes, yeah, it was insane, they were com supposed comedians being like, no, you shouldn't say that joke, or that joke was bad, and the ones doing it were usually comedians who no one listens to, 
right, had no traction, who don't get booked, <laughs> who don't get booked. And they're doing it because they think, oh, let me take this one out and I'm going to get their slot. And it's like, yo, you don't have that because you are not funny. <laughs> Otherwise, you would be getting booked, right? Like, if people be funny, people be funny. And they're going to get booked because clubs want the money. So if you're funny, they think, oh, people will come to see them. They will book you. It's as simple as that, right? It's as simple as that. There's nothing else, right? So, yeah, it, it's just kind of insane that shit like this would happen. Now, I bring that up because there is a, um, a group of writers, right? There, there's this kind of, uh, I think they call it the Old Vic 12, right? And it's young writers, producers, and directors who um, work on projects for the theatre. And some of them are all gloaty, gloaty, right? And you'd be like, eh, of course they're gloating because they're thinking, oh, that means maybe my play will get, you know, that slot. You, you can't pay attention to shit like that because it is never, it is never done with virtue. It is always just, just this festering fucking hatred. You know, and be like, uh, uh, that person's too successful. I want this, but I want their fame. But I don't want to work hard to get it. That's what it is. You know, but it's like, ugh. Because it's just, listen, this play, right, it, it's funny. Because places like the old Vic, you know, they... They, you know, especially when the pandemic happened, they were like, please donate money because, you know, we might fold. Uh, we need money. Help us. Help us. Right. So putting on productions like this. Bring attention, bring money to the venue. Right. Plus, they're employing a whole heap of people. So by getting rid of it because a few of your dumb staff, say dumb staff, were like, ooh, he said words and things I don't like. It's just like, get a fucking grip. And also, he was the co-director, right? The other director was Lee Husman. And now, you know, she, because I think L-E-A-H is the female, is that the female spelling? I feel it's the female spelling. But, um, yeah, she doesn't get to do her play, right? Which is fucked up. Fucked up, right? If these people don't like it, don't watch it, right? Don't watch it. That's all you have to do. Don't watch it. It's as fucking simple as that. But we're now in this whole weird situation where people are like, ooh, 
I don't like that my business is doing this. And it's never anything crazy, right? If you are like Snowden and you're putting out like information that's impacting the fucking world, then fine, fine. But this isn't, none of this stuff ever is. It's just like, I don't like those words. Ooh, ugh, fucking arsehole. It's not just, though, the people at the Old Vic being dumb. It is also the Cardiff Museum. Yep, it's the Cardiff Museum. And um, it's over a picture of Sir Thomas Picton, right? Um, now, they've removed this picture because he owned slaves. Right, which, listen, don't get me wrong, that's not good. It's a piece of shit. It is a piece of shit. But so this picture that they removed is him standing in, you know, army, his army getup. You know, look, you know, it's one of them poses holding the sword and just standing there like, ha 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 ha. Right, and I think on the on around the frame or in the the little caption by it, it, it says he's a hero, right? And the whole thing is because, um, ugh, what is the whole thing, right? He was the, or I feel he's the most senior person to die at Waterloo. Right, I, I believe that was the whole thing about Picton. Yeah, he he was um, you know, he was an army officer, and yeah, so he he was the uh, yeah, I think the most senior person of to be of known to have died at Waterloo, something along those lines, right? And um, yeah. But before that, you know what I mean? So before all of that happened, um, he was the governor of Trinidad. And as the governor of Trinidad, he was a piece of shit. You know what I mean? So he owned slaves, he would torture them, abuse them. You know, they called him a tyrant, right? Which, yeah. That's definitely not great at all. You know what I mean? That, that's a piece of shit. But come on now. There's so, like, loads of people did the same thing. And removing the picture is ridiculous, right? I say removing the picture is ridiculous because you can use it as a way to educate. Right. So they I mean, what they've done is they've commissioned a new piece from two artists or Trinidadian uh, backgrounds. Right? And they're going to put that up instead. You know, uh, which. All right. Fine. There's, you know, they, they, like there's nothing wrong with commissioning work. But 
Could the work side by side, right? Because that shows you, right, the the attitude of the time, this depiction, this era. You know, what I mean? because you know, no one cared back then, right? Don't I think by removing all of this stuff, you you try and create this narrative like, oh, there were there were all these people that really cared. Like there really was not. <laughs> I mean, we know there was not. Now we know, but there will become a time when people, right? You know, your children's children's children will believe that. Oh, there was a time with no, like there was no racism back then. Oh, everything was fine because all of these things are getting removed. So use it to tell that story. Don't box everything up, hide it away, you know, because that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, you have these groups that have formed to, to, you know, to be like, we want to remove these painting and this statue, right? Uh, because now it gives some dum-dums something to do. And they're like, oh, it's it's the start of a conversation. I'm like, yo, you can have that conversation regardless of where that fucking photo is. You know what I mean? That's what you can do. So instead of you spending all this time trying to campaign and get, oh, we want to move that painting. Why don't you? Right? Start the conversation, you know, be like, hey, schools, why don't we teach this? You know, I mean, look to change the curriculum, right? Hiding statues does nothing if people still aren't getting taught about, you know, particular things in fucking schools. So why don't you spend your time to try and change that? Right, or run after school groups giving histories like the untold histories that you're not told at school. That would entice the fuck out of kids, right? If you said that, because they'd be like, What? The stuff we're not taught? Fuck it, yeah. Because I think that what we're taught is trash. Let me go there. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what you need to be doing. You know, it's insane, right? I, I think um, what was crazy is the director of the museum's collections, Kath Davis, right? She said <laughs> that um, we've always recognized that Picton's history is difficult. It's complex, it's controversial. And we wanted to work with the young people for them to decide how they wanted to reflect on that history and how they want to interpret that portrait. I'm like, yo, you've always recognized, then why weren't you telling the other aspects of the story, right? So that's why you know these people just are lying out their fucking teeth and are so fucking dumb. Because in that respect, right, if you've always known this, and did nothing, you're kind of a cunt, 
You know what I mean? It's as simple as that, right? It's as simple as that. But yeah, it, it's like, tell that story, right? Tell that story of when he was a governor of Trinidad and a piece of shit. But the thing is, even with all of that, it doesn't take away the fact that he did fight and die at Waterloo, right? Which, <laughs> if he didn't, if he didn't, right, maybe Napoleon wins, right? Maybe that happens. So even though someone is a piece of shit, you can't deny something good that they may have done, right? You have to talk about everything. And the, and the other funny thing old um, Davis said was that, uh, you know, there's a, a, a number of pieces in the, his, in the museum that are problematic. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? It'd be like, say what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, right? So you're saying that there's stuff in your museum that is problematic. Well, I think if that's the case, right? If you want to say that, I bet. If you really broke it down, there's nothing going to be in that museum, right? I remember a few years back, George Clooney, I think when I say a few years back, I feel it's probably uh, over a decade ago, was campaigning for the British Museum to return the, um, oh gosh, what were they called? the Athenian marbles, something like that, right? Which I thought were marbles. <laughs> you know, like you play with as a kid. But no, it, they're just they're, these statues and things like this that, you know, the British Museum has. Because back in the day, you just went somewhere and you took shit and you brought it back and put it in a museum. <laughs> so it's like in all these museums around the world, you know what I mean? It's not just the British one. Um, but yeah, in museums around the world is stuff that is pilfered from another country. Pilfered. And then be like, oh, no, it was a gift from... No, you stole it. Let's be true. You stole it. So... If you really want to go into the history of, you know, Picton, go into the history of everything in your fucking museum, kid, because you're going to find that everything has an issue. There's a problem with every fucking thing. So instead of hiding stuff, right, instead of hiding stuff, let's talk about it. Let's use it as a means to have a conversation and then tell the story, right? So put something beside it to highlight 
right? Because then it shows. Yeah, this is how people really fall. And you can tell because, look, here's a picture that glorifies this piece of shit, right? But this is what he used to do. <laughs> this is what he used to do. Now, we have to then ask ourselves as well, does him fighting off Napoleon at Waterloo help redeem him? Hmm? Now, I'm not saying that it does or it doesn't. I'm just saying it's a question that can get posed, right, within these conversations. Have the fucking conversations. Lay it all out, right? But don't hide everything away because you're creating this crazy weird narrative that shit was a certain way when we know it wasn't. So stop being fucking dumb and lying. All right, let's stop. Okay, so let's end with this one, people. Um, <laughs> I, I feel this is, is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. But do you remember, um, it was during the World Cup, right, where, oh, I can't, I feel, I thought it was Australia, the Australian, um, oh no, so that was volleyball, right? The volleyball team complained about the, the uniforms and we're like, why we, why do we have to wear bikini bottoms and bikinis? So they wore like, I think they were like the one piece suits kind of things like swimming suits and they got fined. Well, a similar thing happened in handball, right? With Norway. So the, the it was during the European championships and the governing authority find them, right? Find them because they wore shorts instead of bikini bottoms, right? How insane is that? How insane is that? And it's crazy because all the time, right? You, you have these federations that are like, oh, we're, we, you know, we're, we're, we're all about diversity. We're all about diversity right now. And we're going to, we're doing this. And, you know, oh, we're, 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 oh this person made a sexist comment. So we, we sacked them. Right. So they, they do, all, they try and do these things to look good. But then they will be like, oh, you have to wear these bikini bottoms that ride up your ass and you know a lip might slip out right that's the crazy thing and let's be honest right it's not like the shorts are huge <laughs> it's not like the shorts are huge so you're like if you just want to see women in tight clothing you're still seeing women in tight clothing but they are allowed to keep a bit more dignity, right? So what the fuck are you doing finding them and saying you can't do it? Well, that happened, right? So that happened. 
and um, the Norway Handball Federation, they paid the fines, right? Because I think it's every player was fined the same amount of money, which is insane. Um, so they paid them, but we're like, listen, we're fighting this. We're fighting this. So they got together, right, with um, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, and Sweden, and they complained about the ruling and gender equality, right? Because they're like, well, the guys wear shorts. So why the fuck can't we? <laughs> Which, you know, again, I think people complained, right? And so school uniforms got changed. So girls could wear trousers, which always made sense, especially come winter, right? Having to wear a skirt in the, like, let them wear trousers if they want to wear trousers. There's the things, not all of them want to, right? Not all of them want to. And so if you were just like, yo, you can wear shorts if you want. I bet there are some countries and players who are like, eh, you know what? I like the bomb, bikini bombs. I'm going to keep those. Now, not all of them, but I bet there will be some that want to, which is fine. But give people that fucking choice. You know, if you want to wear leggings, let them wear fucking leggings. Right? How insane is that? But they've been campaigning, you know, to try and get these changed. Now, here's what is really fucking crazy. So the International Handball Federation, who are the scumbags that find the girls in the first place, right? Instead of holding a press conference and being like, you know what? We don't know what the fuck we were doing. I don't know what we were doing. Why the fuck did we find Norway? This is ludicrous. Norway, come on up here. Hand them a check. Be like, listen, here's a check for the money you paid in fines. Plus, we've added on blah, 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 which is the interest we were getting on that money. So there you go. And here's a little something else because we embarrassed you we we you know what i mean we weren't sent we were assholes so yeah here's some monies boom 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 and from this day onwards you can wear what the fuck you want that's what they could have done which would have been really good for their pr really good for their pr but instead these dum-dums they just brought out the new rule book update, right? Brought in and yeah, <laughs> it's changed. So the wording was changed, right? So now it says um, female beach handball players can now wear body fit tank tops and short tight pants as opposed to crop tops and bikini bottoms, right? And it's just like, just say, like, why didn't you make that a thing? 
Why don't you announce that shit? Right? Because, oh, you think that you don't have to pay Norway back their fine? You know what I mean? Like, it's a, just a, a shitty, scummy thing to do. You know what I mean? It's just insane. Right? Now, the men, right, they can wear shorts. It says, not too baggy. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Just not too baggy. Like, why does the bagginess of clothing matter? Like, that's the thing that you kind of wonder about. Because, you know, it, 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 <laughs> if it affects, say, like, aerodynamics, right? If it was that, then that's just hampering you, your performance, but if you just feel more comfortable wearing a t-shirt, then wear a t-shirt, right, obviously it's going to be branded, right, but fuck it, it's a t-shirt, like, what, what is the matter in the clothing that is worn, because it doesn't affect the game, it doesn't affect the game, now, it's most likely it's because handball is not exactly <laughs> a blowing up the sports charts. Now, listen, yes, there are countries that play it, for real. But when you look at sports in those countries, what does handball actually like, right? It's not number one, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're probably thinking... Uh, if we put people in skimpy ass costumes, maybe motherfuckers gonna pay attention to our shitty sport. Right? It's just. Uh, it's so embarrassing for these dum dums, man. It is so embarrassing. Just let people wear what the fuck they want, right? As long as it doesn't enable you to cheat. Right, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. As long as people ain't cheating, why do we care? Right? That's the thing that you should ask yourself. Why do we care? And the International Handball Federation, you fucking dum-dums. <laughs> you pieces of slimy shit. It's insane. It is insane for people. That's it for our news this week. So um, let's get into some, some other stuff. Okay, people. So, like millions of other motherfuckers, yeah, I checked out Squid Game over on Netflix, right? It's a nine-episode um, series. It's Korean. Um, it is written and directed by Hong Dong Chuk. Um, yeah, I, I probably butchered that. He created it. It the the the, the music is composed by Jung Jae Il. Uh, and I will say, right, the interesting, the, the real interesting thing is this was actually conceived in 2009 
right? 2009. Right? Um, Hong, he wrote and directed all the episodes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, let, let's, let's, you know, go and take a look at our cast. Right? We've got um, Lee Jong-Jay. Um, we have Pak Hei Su, Wee Hei Jung, Jeon uh, Hu Jin. They're like our main ones. Um, we also have um, Jeon Hu Yen, Yen, Oh Yang Su. <coughs> oh, man. allergies, people. Allergies. <coughs> oh, fuck. Um, he song Tay. Uh, Anna Pon Tripapatati. Ah, uh, Kim Yu Yun. Yeah, they're, uh, I'd probably say they're our main peoples, but um, yes. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's a he based it kind of on an Squid Game is actually a South Korean game. It's a kids game, right? So he's kind of based it on that, and supposedly his economic troubles as um, as a young person, right? And then he also says class disparity in South Korea, which, I mean, in a way, but not really, right? I, I think, yes, you could say some of these people are poor, but then a lot of the situations are are their own fault, essentially. And when I say their own fault, it's, you know, it's, they choose to gamble, right? Or embezzle, or just all the manner of things which led them to the situation. So, it's shitty, but they did it, <laughs> right? It's hard to feel bad for people that do certain things, right, you, you know what I mean, you definitely be like, oh, man, yeah, that, that's rough, man, I mean, you know, I feel for you, but, again, you're gambling, right, you're a gambler, right, so, the, the story is kind of around Shung Ji Hong, right, a divorced father and indebted gambler who lives with his elderly mother, he is invited to play a series of children's games for a chance at a large cash prize. Accepting the offer, he is taken to an unlocation where he finds himself among 456 players who are all deeply in debt. The players are made to wear green tracksuits and are kept under watch all times by masked guards in pink jumpsuit 
with the games overseen by the front man, who wears a black mask and black uniform. The players soon discover that losing a game results in death, with each death adding a hundred million to the potential 45.6 million grand. Jung Hong allies with other players, including his childhood friend Choi Sang Woo, to try to survive the physical and psychological twists of the game. So, yeah, there you have it, people. Ugh, bear with me, all right? Ugh. It's like you blow your nose. Where the fuck does it all come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like you think, ah, I must have got rid of it all. But no, it just keeps on coming, which is crazy. So I, I feel one of the big things that just irritated the fuck out of me was the voices. Right, it, it was the voices and all of this, which I then discovered after hearing other people talk. Oh, it was dubbed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was dubbed, and um, like I think a lot of people just read the subtitles, which we like. All right, that makes sense. That makes it obviously. I don't know why I didn't just assume that from the giddy up. Um, but it is one thing, it's just like, uh, there's, I think there's a lunacy that people bring to voice work when it comes to Asian TV shit, right? TV film, where, like, the voiceovers, the dubbing, it's always this, I don't believe, like, this exaggerated way of talking and acting and you're just like oh it's grating right it's just really fucking grating and it always just seems buffoonery right so you have that but and i don't think this is a spoiler because it gets told to them at the very beginning but they're told right at any point if you, you know, the majority of you is like, we don't want to be here, you can all go. They're told that. <laughs> so this is the big thing. And the other thing is, right, you, you're told that you can win all this money, which can clear your debts, all of that kind of stuff. Do you, like, on what earth is that shit just handed out? You know what I mean? Like, that's never just handed out. Right? So you must have assumed there's going to be something crazy attached to this. Right? That's what you would think. That's what you would think. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, you know... <laughs> like, no, everyone seems shocked. And, like, 
in the first game, right? Red light, green. I think it's red light, green light, red light, blue light, red light, some light, right? It must be red light, green light, because it's kind of traffic lighty nonsense. But yeah, that first game. Now, once the people see what's going on, you think, stop running, right? Stop running, stop moving. But so many of them didn't. And you're like, oh, you people are dumb. So, yeah, it's probably a good thing that you're done, done, right? Because, yeah, we don't need those gene pools. <laughs> those genes in the pool, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so stupid. But the, the other thing that was a little crazy about that first game, there were clearly, clearly people still moving but not getting shot, right? Even our main dude, he was moving. Now, not huge movements, but it was like shivering and just like twitching. And, and you just like, well, either you're killing people for moving or you're you know, being brought indecisive. What the fuck? But yeah, this first game, after the first game, they're all shook. But you're just like, yo, people, you have that choice, right? You have a choice. And, and there is a point where they do kind of figure it out, but then they, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't. But, it, 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 yeah, there's this craziness. The, the, the other thing is we're, we're kind of thrown in that this dude is the hero of the piece, right? That's the big thing. He's the hero of the piece. But, like, in that first, like, we see what kind of shit this dude is. Like, steals money from his mother. Steals money from, money from his mother, right? There's a, a chance of doing something real nice for his daughter. Who is, I love my daughter, I love my daughter. But instead, he fucks it all up. And so she gets this weak-ass birthday tree. Right? This is the dude that supposedly loves his... Right? He's, you know, his wife, his ex-wife, she, you know, she's in a relationship. And... The idea is that she's going to move. Like, her, her husband, new husband, he's got a job. And they're going to move. Right? But he's all like, no, you can't move. Oh, it's so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yo, motherfucker, you have no money, right? So you're, you're claiming you love your daughter. Let her move. Let, let her live in, this, in a better situation. Right, there's there's all these inconsistencies going on. As the story goes on, we get this other subplot, right? Other subplot of this police officer whose brother has gone missing. And as I think as the story goes, right, I kind of predicted what would happen. But I didn't then predict what then would happen, right? Because it didn't make any fucking sense. 
right? It didn't make any sense. Now, it might have made sense if we'd actually got some backstory on those two. Like, what was their relationship like? Are they friends? Do they not get on? Like, what's, what's the situation with that shit? Don't know, right? So then when this thing goes, you're just like, wait, what? It's like, what the fuck was... Like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. Also, though, right, the, the fact that Omi went and did this thing, but with not really a contingency, you're like, what? You mean, surely, right, you're this top cop, you would have a contingency. And he also kind of stitches everyone up as well, right? So it's just like, what the fuck is going on with this shit, right? There's a lot of goofy shit that happens, right? The the, the, the chick that's like, wants to sleep with the dude, right? The, the worst dude in the spot that you kind of be like, obviously, this isn't going to go well. Like, anyone can see this. Hey, it's not fucking rocket science. But it, it goes on. It goes on. It's silly, man. It's fucking silly. And, right, as the film, go, like, show goes, there's twists and turns and all of this crazy, crazy. Now, at the very end, there's this stuff that's revealed that's like meant to shock you. And here's the thing, right? You, with, with this whole revelation, you're then like, wait, but then why the fuck is some of the, like, would some of this other stuff have happened? Right? Like, there's, there's a lot of things that make, no sense when you kind of understand the thing, right? You 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 kind of look back and be like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if huh? no, that's stupidness, right? And every like, there's a point where everyone kind of knows the gist. Right, everyone knows the severity of the situation they're in, and they have to do some of these tasks in a certain time limit, otherwise they're all getting killed. You know, who who doesn't complete it within the time you're dead. So there's this thing that happens at one point, and yeah, it, like people are grilling a dude, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. you saw the timer. Like, you saw, what did you want this dude to, ha like, happen? Especially when you find out the, the the person that the thing happened to had this knowledge that they didn't share until it got to a certain point. So you're like, listen, no one's decent, but you will let yourselves get into this situation. So there's no moral fucking high ground now. Right, there's no more, especially when we know who the fuck you be. Right, we know who you be. 
because motherfucker, they went and stitched someone up at that point. You're like, you know, you know, it's just like, wait, 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 wait. You, it, it, it's when people like, you know, have cheated and they find out that their partner cheated and they're all like, wait, what are you, I can't believe. And he'd be like, what, motherfucker, you did the same thing. Like, you can't do that shit. You can't feel aggrieved when you are the same sort of trash, right? It's lunacy. <sighs> yeah, it's insane, right? There's, everyone seems to love this show, but I mean, I, 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 I just, uh, like, there's bits of it that I thought, oh, that's okay, but it was just irritating <laughs> it's just irritating the main character is trash i you can't sell the main character to me as a fucking hero he's shit right the the haircut ugh the haircut was infuriating right plus it's because at the very end we get like this time jump. And you're at a point where you'd be like, wait, motherfucker, why you wait so much time? Right? Wait, why did you why what are you doing? What are you doing? And then, oh, you're you're crying over the thing that you found out? Like, what did you think going in? Going in, you knew. Right, and that was your fault because you spent all the money. You stole the money. You know what I mean? It was just like uh meant to believe that this person could get to this place morally. Right? It was just like, nah. Nah. It's just silly, man. It was super silly. Right? And then <laughs> There, there is just different shit, right? The marble game thing. Too many people also were all about, I'm going to give my life for yours. Be like, fuck that. I do not believe people are, are just that willing to give their life up, right? I, I think people might say, hey, you know what? I'd die for you. But then when it comes to it, be like, nah. <laughs> that, no, those were just words. I didn't know I'd have to actually do it. Nah, I ain't doing that. Nah, <laughs> fuck you. Right? That's what you get. Not the, I'm going to stand here all stoic. Okay, take my fuck off. I, it is dumb. It is dumb. Now, Maybe, right, some of this shit is lost in translation. As in, it's South Korean culture, right? That, and like, this stuff is kind of built in, you know, it's ingrained, and you know, the people will do these certain things and all of this. But I don't know. Man, I do not know. 
it, it was just it was just super funky with weird portrayals of some other races and shit like that. You know what I mean? Just like, oh no. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> are we really doing this? You know I mean, are we really doing this? <laughs> like this, you know, I mean? minstrel show. Like it's, it's insane. It's insane. But yeah, squid fucking game. Right, one of the biggest fucking shows on Netflix. Right, I, I think I saw the the creator like bemoaning that oh, I'm not a millionaire or anything. Like Netflix didn't pay me. Me, I'm like yo, motherfucker, you got paid, right? You did get paid, and especially the fact that you created this shit in 20, 2009. No one wanted to touch it. So the fact that it got made, it eventually got made, it's blown up, which then just rockets your name and credibility. So you can sell other shit now. So you might not have made what the show could be worth now, but it wasn't. It was an unknown property when it was bought, right? So you made money. Let's not front, motherfucker. You made money, right? Now, the deal is the deal that you signed. Now, if you had signed a deal that was like, all right, don't give me anything on the front. Give me a shit on the back, right? If you did that, then boom. Yeah, you'd be making more money, but you didn't. So, you know, it's kind of on you. So boning because you got money bitch you got money for a weird fucking show <laughs> yeah i don't know people right i would suspect that there will be more right a a a, a follow-up whether it be called squid games 2 or something else right because we know the games are continuing so yeah, I, 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 you know, and you know, vengeance is wanted. So yeah, I suspect something else in the pipeline because this shit, boom, blew up like a motherfucker. So you know what I mean? I feel Netflix will want to capitalize on that, and yeah, there, there's seeds sown. So I don't know, people, we will see. But I might be calamari'd out. <laughs> I'm going to go get some barbecue. <laughs> okay, people. So, right. The, um, yeah, the new film, June. It is coming. So, well, I know it's come, right? But, um, yeah, because of that, I thought, you know what? Let me redo the book. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel, I think I just finished The Grey Bastards. And I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was a bit like, uh, all right, I need something to cleanse the palate. All right. And I, yeah, I was like, oh, I can't remember the last time I read June. So let me, let me do it. Right. Let me do it. And I 
love June. June is one of my favorite books. Man, I have read this book. Well, I think I've actually physically read it. Have I physically read it? Hmm. I don't know if I ever physically read it. Because I did struggle through a lot of books back in the day with a magnifier. You know what I mean? I used to try and buy like the hardback because it was always the largest font. And then I have a handheld magnifier. I'd be like, you know what I mean? So I'm only reading a few pages at a time before my eyes are shot. And I'm like, all right, I'll get back to it. Um, But yeah, I can't remember if I actually did that with you or if it was just straight audios. But um, yeah, either way, I have gone through this book so many goddamn times. So many go, yeah, because I've definitely done the, I did the original series a few times. And then when the sequels came, I was like, ooh, okay. Well, I should, you know what I mean? Start from the beginning. And so, yeah, I went through it again. But, um, you know, the crazy thing about June, right? And I think especially now, with the films, with this new film, because a lot of people, it's insane. They're like Star Wars for adults or Lord of Rings in space. And it's just like, um, you you do understand that this book came first, right? This book came first. You know, the, Frank Herbert wrote this book in 1965, people. 1965, right? And it, it didn't even get released as a book at first, right? It it went out as two segments in Analog Magazine. And I've got to say, right, for it just to go out in two separate serials in Analog, and it, it was still going to be fat, because this isn't a thin book. Right. Um, it then in 1966 won the Hugo Prize. I mean, the, he he jointly he jointly jointly won it with um, this immortal, which was written by Roger Zelazani. Right, and then in um, uh, I think the same year, right, the same year. He won the very first ever Nebula Award for Best Novel, which, I mean, that's fucking huge. It's fucking huge, right? And supposedly, uh, I don't know, I don't know, right? You know, the thing that I love the most about June, it's, it's kind of like one of the things I love about Lord of the Rings, you know, because J.R. Tolkien... He, he, his real love was language, you know what I mean? So he, he created these stories as a way of being able to, you know, create these new languages, which I just think is insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like crazy in a good way, you know what I mean? That we got those books because of that. And, you know, Herbert, he, he had a, a love of um, geology, 
right? It's environment and how environment could affect culture. That was his kind of real kind of passion. And that's why we get this, you know, lush story, right? That, that looks at all of these different elements, you know, Caladan being a water planet, Arrakis being a desert planet. You've got Giddy Prime, you know what I mean? Sagludus Cacondus, like all these other planets that are so different and have, you know, spawned these vastly different houses and cultures. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, so yeah, you know, he created this and it, it then spawned five other books, right? Jew Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor um, of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House Dune, which you know, I love, I love these books. Like God Emperor is bizarre as fuck. It's crazy. But, you know, like I, I think you find elements from this book, like just really resonate all the way through the next lot, you know, and, and it helps take this story to this next crazy level, which is <coughs> oh my days. It is, you know, insane and great. Um, you know, one thing I've always wished that we could have seen is the Alam Alejandro Jordanowski's version of the film. Right, because in the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, he tried to make it. Tried to make it. And when you saw the, the... I forget the people that were involved, but boy, he had, you know what I mean, just some um, legends. You know what I mean? They, there to, to, you know, take up some of these roles. And when you see some of the artwork, it looks crazy. It looks insane, right? It's definitely not the book, but boy, you know what I mean? I would have been intrigued to see that. You know, it was definitely different to what we saw with David Lynch's adaptation in 84. So, you know what I mean? They, 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 we've had at least one film, right? We had the Sci-Fi Channel. They did uh, the miniseries. So they did the first in uh, 2000. And then in 2003, we got... Uh, children, uh, children of June, which was June Messiah and Children of June merged together, which does kind of make sense, you know what I mean? But anyway, anyway, I digress. You know, uh, this is just so much, right? But um, yeah, June, it's you know a distant future amidst a feudal, feudal, feudal. I think that's how you would say that. Interstellar society in which various noble houses control planetary faiths. Thieves. It tells a story of young Paul Atreides whose family accepts the stewardship of the planet Arrakis. While the planet is in 
and in his in his in his pitable yeah he for fuck fuck well the planet is an in his in his inhospitable whoo inhospitable and sparsely populated desert wasteland is the only source of melange or spice a drug that extends life and enhances mental abilities melange is also necessary for space navigation which requires a kind of multi-dimensional awareness and foresight that only the drug provides as melange can only be produced on arrakis control of the planet is a coveted and dangerous undertaking the story explores a multi-layered interactions of politics religion ecology technology and human emotion as the factions of the empire confront each other in a struggle for the control of arrakis and its spice now the the, the thing that I, I really find interesting about this is the way that herbert frames the book because you know we have um uh, like different kind of leadings to chapters and and things through um histories right so the emperor's daughter iluan right she i mean she plays a big part in the story and uh yeah because of that so she is narrating these histories right and we and we get like these excerpts all the way through and then we also get bits from film books the orange um the orange bible i think that's what it's called um you know but yeah so we we get these different things and it's so interesting so interesting because we're getting these little snippets these these little bits that really help move that story along but without being these glaring hold on people let's tell you about this you know it, it's really deftly done right so we get all of this and then just the descriptives like how he describes like Caladan and then you know Arrakis, uh, Gidi Prime, Saludus Secundus, just all of these things. He paints this picture that you're like damn. You know, similar to Tolkien, right? But you know, I think that, again there is that fear, right, of oh, how will it look? Right now, it was crazy with Lord of the Rings because I don't know, it just felt that Jackson had been able to create that universe and, and whip, you know, what I mean, 
like everyone's vision and put it on the screen, right? Because when I saw like Nuremberg and, you know, just all of these different spots, it was just like, yo, that's how I kind of envisioned it. Oh, damn. And so, yeah, you know, when you read these June books and you paint that picture in your head, right? You paint that picture, you you create Caladan, you create Arrakis, you create what a Fracta would look like. So it's, you know what I mean? Am I going to be disappointed when I see this film? Right? Because, yeah, it there were so many things in this book. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Right? That there's a time jump. Forgot, completely forgot about that, right? I kind of, in my mind, just figured that all of this essentially happens over, you know, let's say two, three years, something like that, maybe five at a push. But no, (laughs) it's it's a whole lot more than that, which, you know, makes sense and really makes the story even better. You know what I mean? Because... with there being time, that means that like, there's revenge that is really getting cooked, right? People really, you know, having to sit on things and just all of this. And it's, oh man, it's great when you think about it like that. But have all these different interactions. You know, every character has its own voice, right? No one just feels, ah, well, that's a. That character was a waste. I had nothing. There's no, like, that character's just like that one. You know what I mean? There's none of that. None of that. All of it is just, you know, really unique, really intriguing. And it's just like, yo, man. Right? I I, I just got so engrossed in the story. So engrossed in the story, you know, because when you look at it, there's so much going on and you could equate so many different things to it, right? Like nurture and nature, because, you know, being from this royal household, as it were, you know, it was Leto's a, a duke, right? So you know, essentially these houses are you know, like raw houses. And so coming from that, there's this, there is a level of separation, but he still has this relationship with his dad and his mum. you know. But as, you know, these events unfold, you know, there's, there's this separation that is created, right? And so it's, He's having to grow up under the guise of this thing that he didn't ask for. You know, it was thrust on him. And, you know, then there's a point where he has to adapt it to survive. Right? And so you just think, boy, you know what I mean? Like, there's no guidance now. You know what I mean? He has to free fall this shit. Like this adulthood. You know, he's a kid when all of this really happens. So 
it's he loses the rest of his childhood and he then has to work out how to be a fucking adult. And so then you see this resentment, right? We we see, you know, him trying to push Jessica away. But, right, and then on the flip, you know what I mean? Like, you could have Jessica be like, well, fuck you, little motherfucker. I brought you into this world. And now you're going to try and do me like that? But she's just, no. There, there, there is this continual parental love, even though she has to do certain things that are just not great, right? Not great. And, and she's put Paul into this horrible situation, but she loves him. You know, and and she will do anything to try and protect him. And that's very evident, right? It's very evident. You have got the situations of what love means, you know, because you have, like, Leto never married Jessica, but then he never fucked with anyone else. Do you know what I mean? But then Paul has Channy and the way all of that situation goes, right? So we have all of these different things, right? All of these different things, you know? So what actually creates a person? You know what I mean? The environment, their upbringing, just, there's just all of these different things that we get to see. And it is so engrossing right the way religion can manipulate that's there you know what i mean that's there right because we have the seeds that benny Gesserit have sowed and just all of this stuff it is great because you know there's there's not a whole heap of books that really thread so many so many kind of weaves and do it so well. You know, I mean, you read some things and you're like, oh, that's a little condescending or oh, it's a bit on the nose, but June isn't that, right? June isn't that, right? We have people that are walking these two different worlds, trying to fit in two different worlds, you know? doesn't necessarily fully work, right, which is a, you know, definitely, I feel, a, a, a talk on life, you know, when you're trying to do that thing, you know what I mean, like, listen, I think some people have done it, right, you know, as a kid at school, you're down with the, the geeky crew, but then you're also down with, like, the jocks, as it were, and it's like trying to balance that shit out, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's just these different scenarios and just everything. And it's just put together in this enthralling story. This enthralling story that I just don't think disappoints. Right? And it's this new take on so many different things. You know, space space travel, just all of that kind of stuff, 
you know, war and armies fighting. Man, I love June so much. Oh, my days. So much, people. So, yeah, I am stoked, right? Stoked that I, you know, get to reread this book and, um, yeah, then go watch this film, right? I, I'm so intrigued. Can't wait. Right. The funny thing is, right. So, you know, the great thing with Audible, you can put chapters you know, like bookmarks, you know. So, you, you know, if you're listening to it at night, you know, anything, I might fall asleep. Let me put a bookmark here so I know where to go back to. Right. So, I've put my bookmarks in. I went and I could see that I think the last time I did do this book was 2013. Right, because I saw a bookmark in there for 2013. I was like, oh shit. Right. So I think that may have been the last time, but maybe not. Right? Because if you just listen to it all the way through, you know, you don't need to set your bookmark. So yeah, I think 2013, but I don't know. But uh yeah, if you haven't done June people, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, it's honestly, it's great. If you've enjoyed, you know, Lord of the Rings, I think you'll love it. If you like stuff like Ender's Game, I man, you will, you will eat you up, right? If if you've only fucked around in that Star Wars sandbox, yo, you you need to check out the, you know what I mean? You need to check out the daddy, right? You need to check out Doom. Right, so yeah, if you, you know, because yeah, I, I get it, you, you young bugs coming into the game, right, you may have just fallen on the, you know, that weird remake of Battlestar Galactica and stuff like that, so you don't be like, yo, so what's this June? I said, yo, if you've liked all of that stuff, people, people, come see where the shit started. Right, and obviously there was sci-fi before this, but June really set the stall out to show motherfuckers what great really looked like. And yeah, as I said, look, it's one of my favorite books. Uh, but I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed, yeah, in, enjoyed immersing myself back into this universe, people. So, hey, you go and get you some. And... Yo, another thing that I forgot was I, in my head, it was just one person reading this book. But, yeah, the Audible production, it's a full cast. It's a full cast, which is, ah, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. So, people, hey, if you're doing an audiobook version, make sure that's Audible because, boy, it's legit. All right? So, Go walk you without rhythm. May your knife shatter. And uh, yeah, indulge in that spice, baby. All right, get you some juice. Oh, my hair.
Okay, people. So we are coming to the end of another episode. But before we do, let's take a look at what's happening in the world of TV. Okay, so over on Stars, right? If you've been watching, um, you know the new uh, Stephen Amell show, right? Heels. Well, it's been renewed for a second season. So you can see if those Ludwig brothers get along and keep their dad's business afloat, right? Unless that happened in the first season. Who knows? (laughs) Fucking knows. So, hey, recently we learned that, uh, you know, over at NBC, they decided to revive the original Law and Order series, right? But, um, you know, no other specifics really came out. So it is now known that um, Jeffrey Donovan would be taking the lead role of an NYPD detective. You know, nothing else is out. Right, but um, yeah, that's what we know, and that's what we know. So yeah, you know what I mean. It's been eleven years since this one got shut down. You know, the original series finished in twenty ten. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, in what what happens with this? Funny enough, I recently um went and checked out Burn Notice because so many people were telling me Burn Notice is, is legit. Burn Notice is great. Um, and as I got Disney Plus, I yeah, I threw it on. Yeah, I don't like Burn Notice. <laughs> All right, um. <laughs> Listen, we know Universal have got their their monsters, right? And they're looking to create a monster kind of universe, right? So they have now teamed up with Epic Games, right? Which seems like, huh? Right, but this is for an original animated miniseries. Right, called We Will Be Monsters. Yeah, original title. Um, so right, the, the, so these are gonna be short, right? And um supposedly they're gonna be updating Universal's classic monster characters, such as Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Mummy, right? Give a modern twist for it. Eh, you know why. Um, and they're going to be using locations such as Los Angeles, Morocco, Hong Kong, and interestingly enough, a little Nigeria is getting up in the mix, man. So, yeah, there is that. So, the first episode, right, that's going to be available for people to watch. Um, I think you watch it through Fortnite, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and once that comes, once an episode drops, gamers will be able to be able to buy 
the character skins. You know what I mean? Which, yeah, I guess would be a fun thing for, you know, a gamer, I guess. You know? I know nothing about this world, people. I do not game. But, um, yeah, the, the, you know, the um, Ricky Fama you are um he's gonna be directing the miniseries the the weird thing about it is though right you know what i mean the the the, the next lot of episodes aren't coming until next year so they release one episode now and the rest next year i was like yo release them in a chat just all together or, or like it seems weird right because i mean you could get people real interested and then when they're like oh we're gonna have to wait and there's not even a date for when the next slot will come so it'd be like will that interest stay that's the big thing man but anyway, ain't my business, right? So um, we know that coming. Oh, I feel it's like maybe this month or the or, or in December. But uh, we're getting um, you know, the the book of Boba Fett, right? Over on uh, Disney Plus, right? Which is um definitely an interesting thing um and Tamura Morrison obviously is coming back as uh, Boba and um Ming-Na Ren is coming back as Fennec uh, Shan so we knew that was gonna be a thing but uh yeah it also looks like Jennifer Beale right um yeah she's gonna be uh in it some like somehow you know she's a um i don't even know what her character is right she's a uh woman right um you know, but yeah, well, you know, more information is dropping, so we will see. Well, we will see on the 29th, actually, the 29th of December. So there we go with that one. But you know what? Um, I the, the man, the first season of Mandalorian, I thought was I, second season, boom. I thought that definitely grew on me. You know, I thought it definitely improved. So yeah, I'm I'm down to see what the fuck happens with this other stuff, people. You know? Um, and let's end with this, right? Because it's two big shows um coming to Netflix, right? So we have got uh which I thought was interesting because I did not know, right? Now, I, I knew they were making a, 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 like, a sequel to Bird Box. Now, maybe this is something slightly different, right? It is they're doing a TV series, but a Spanish language TV series, right? It's going to be set in Barcelona, right and um yeah it, it's you know 
there's not really any pop details, but they're thinking it's going to, you know, what I mean, offer a different perspective on the events that took place in Bird Box, you know. So, you know, obviously the the aliens and all of that, but from the point of view of people in Barcelona, I guess. So yeah, you know, oh, it could be interesting, right? Hopefully they dub it. <laughs> also, right, remember when, um, oh, what are they, you know, uh, David Bianoff and D.B. Wise, right? They signed that huge deal with Netflix that kind of surprised a lot of people. You know I mean, because I think everyone thought they would go with HBO. Right, with Game of Thrones and all of that, that's where they sit. But no, Simon would get uh, Netflix. Well, you know, they are going to be doing the free body problem. Now, I knew Netflix had acquired the free body problem, but I think I maybe I'd forgotten or just missed. But yeah, those motherfuckers are going to be looking after it. It's part of their whole Netflix deal, right? So they're going to be showrunners and executive producers of the series. And we have a, you know, we have a, uh, maybe it's not the full cast. Well, it's obviously not the full cast, but we have cast members, people, right? So um, you've got Jovan. Adepo, Benedict Wong, John Bradley, Ezra Gonzalez, Liam Cunningham, Taz Chin, uh, Jess Hong, Marlo Kelly, Alex Sharp, C. Shimuka, Zin Shang, and Samir Uzmani. So, yeah. The uh, free body series is taking shape. I'm intrigued because I did try the book and I couldn't get into them. So maybe, right, this will, uh, yeah, this will allow me to enjoy this story that, yeah, so many people love, right? So I'll give it a go for sure. You know what I mean? See what happens. But people, that's it. We are done. Right? Echoes from the goddamn void is back. And uh, yeah, we're going to be trying to do this on a more regular basis. You know, weekly. But yeah, dude, like everything's going to be a little up in the air until. You know, the new iMac arrives at the end of the month. So, people, bear with me. And, uh, yeah. Stay along for the ride, people. Stay along for the ride. Remember, Echo Chamber is also doing its thing. So, um, people, enjoy. And we will see you next week. Peace.